Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to ADH Cheech. What's up, everybody? <laughs> you are listening to ADH Cheech. Uh, for anyone who's a new listener, in case you just followed us on Instagram because we're posting all of this lit shit and <laughs> we're posting about all of these your favorite genre television shows, uh, this show is a companion show to ADHD Cast. On ADHD Cast, we review movies, but my co-hosts on that show don't care about superhero stuff, sci-fi stuff, um, John, any kind of nerdy thing they don't like. And so that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own show. <laughs> and and I'm going to talk about what I want. And today we are talking about anime. So this is really out there for us because honestly on ADHD cast, we have never talked about anime really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a first. So I don't know. Who's into it or who's not? But I think that uh, that's this is a good way to find out. So here I am mm-hmm. once again. My name is Cheech, and I have uh, my wife here, Christina. Hi. Hi, everyone. Yes, and we are going to talk about a show that originally aired April seventh, twenty thirteen, and as far as I'm concerned, took off like wildfire. A wildfire. Mm-hmm. I heard about it everywhere. It's called Attack on Titan, as you know from the title. Um, we also are going to talk about, uh, a recent article that came out from Variety, basically some hipster douche or whatever. I don't know what he is. <laughs> that was just hating on this genre stuff. We read it. We'll read it to you on, on the show. Cause I want to get into that too. It kind of, kind of talks about the Godzilla versus King Kong, which yeah. we covered last week. It mm-hmm. kind of co- covers Star Wars and, and Marvel. Marvel movies and mm-hmm. everything that we talk about on this show, it's basically he's hating on it. And so we're going to cover that first. But we're going to do a r- spoiler-free review of Attack on Titan. Well, there may be some small spoilers, but mm-hmm. nothing major. We're not going to give it away. We're just going to talk about the show in general. So I'll start out and I'll, well, and I'll ask you how you started watching it. So Attack on Titan... I had first heard about it back then, I think in 2013, my buddy, Luis, who I was living with, said, he's like, oh, dude, have you checked out Attack on Titans, this new show on Netflix? Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know you had learned about it from Luis. Yeah, he watched it and he was telling me how, basically how tight it is. He's like, oh, yeah, there's like these giant monsters, (laughs) giant people called Titans and they come and they, they eat people and it's like, and they're like straight up just ripping them apart and mm-hmm. uh it's pretty good it's yeah. pretty good yeah so um that was in 2013 i don't wow. think i watched it until until we season we, two yeah season two in 2017 i think it came out in 2017 when did you when did you first hear about it so i heard about it during grad school yeah. When I was living in Arkansas, I had one of my student assistants who was all about Attack on Titans. He he recommended it, loved it, uh-huh. and he had told me, oh, you need to watch it. Was this the guy that liked you? No. No. <laughs> Who are you talking about? No. Wasn't there some lonely kid that would always go and visit you and talk about? Oh, no. That was... Um, that was at Cal State? That was at... <laughs> oh, okay. That was okay, when okay. I was already working professionally. Yeah, Christina works at... Um, colleges and uh she used to work with the students so the students would be like 
trying to get at it and stuff. <laughs> and it was trauma. <laughs> so this wasn't no, that. No, 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 okay. no. This was one and of my all, other... Well, for anyone else, too, you went to school in Arkansas. For two years, for grad school. Mm-hmm. Two years to get your master's, you went to yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, went out of state. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone's asking the question, why the hell would you go to Arkansas <laughs> <laughs> for any reason? Yeah. Tell them why. Well, I t- because it my uh, higher education, my master's degree was completely free. It was completely free, tuition paid for, stipend, had a job, paid meals, room and board. And it's not like you were leaving a boyfriend back at home for two years. (laughs) (laughs) Had a very understanding boyfriend. Uh, That's besides the point. (laughs) So he told you about Attack on Titan. Yes. And he just was a mega fan. Mega fan. And um, and so I knew about it, but I never like got into it or anything like that until I think the second season came out and I was already back, back in California at Cap Poly Pomona. And, and that's when we started that's watching That's when we it. started. We started at the second season. Yeah. Okay. So let's read the description of this show and then we'll talk about what we think the show's, you know, our, mm-hmm. our own description. But here's mm-hmm. the description that they give. Well, actually, first, on Crunchyroll, an anim- the anime website, uh-huh. anyone who's an anime fan knows about Crunchyroll, uh, it's a 4.8 out of 5. That's a good rating. Yeah, out of 5. Uh, and on IMDb, it's an 8.9 out of 10. So... Pretty high ratings for this show. Um, 97% of Google users like this TV show. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm mm-hmm. going to like it right now. <laughs> Said, when man-eating titans first appeared 100 years ago, humans found safety behind massive walls that stopped the giants in their tracks. But the safety they have had for so long is threatened when a colossal titan smashes through the barriers, causing a flood of the giants into what had been the human safe zone. During the carnage that follows, soldier Aaron Yeager sees one of the creatures devour his mother, which leads him to vow that he will kill every titan. He enlists some friends who survive to help him, and that group is humanity's last hope for avoiding extinction at the hands of the monsters. Okay, that's not a very good description. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if anyone's seen the show... um, You know, before we... I'm going to correct that little description of the show but i i also want to because i i'm curious who out there listens to watches anime i we should should have covered this already but um we had already watched some animes before this yeah so this is not like exactly not our first rodeo yeah um which ones have we watched i watched dragon ball z when i was a kid mm-hmm. i watched sailor moon when i was a kid yes um and then i think this might have re sparked our Anime kick. No, I was into Inuyasha. When was that? Before. Yeah, it was in high school or something, right? Or when? Yeah, high school. Yeah. yeah high school. Um, I think I watched I watched that one. So I watched Dragon Ball Z and that was like my main thing. I think then I watched Man, I don't know. Cause I think I didn't watch a lot. I think I think this was. I think this, this brought us spark, back. Sparked yeah, us into anime. because after this, you watch One Punch Man. Oh yeah, we watched, watched a ton after yeah, that. I watched uh, One Punch Man, uh, bro- uh, Full, Full Metal, Metal Alchemist, Alchemist, Brotherhood. I watched Naruto, which mm-hmm. is that's an investment. That's a long oh, one. <laughs> I watched um, Black Butler. Mm. We watched Death Note together. Oh, yeah, we watched, we watched a lot. I tried watching some classics, um, like, uh, I don't know. There's so many. But anyways, so we weren't new. We were kind of still kind of new to anime. 
I think, in my opinion, I was kind of new to anime because I had only seen Dragon Ball Z, which is a lot different than than yeah. this. And I think, I mean, I think I remember watching like cartoons, anime, like I, I can't remember the one, like samurai ones, yeah. and one where there's a panda, Ramo or something well, like that. Well, on Toonami, I watched, yeah. a, I dabbled with those ones a little bit. Yeah. I, I saw a few other ones, but I never really watched any of them seriously in hardcore like that. Yeah. Until Dragon Ball Z, of course. And um, I, so anyways, so their description is completely wrong because he wasn't a soldier when the show started. No. The show starts about Aaron Yeager and it's this little kid and he's living in this walled city. You don't really know why. I guess then they explain that there's these things that they call Titans, which are basically giants, but Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, mindless, soulless things that only exist to wander and eat people when they find them. That's Mm -hmm. all they do, really. Mm -hmm. And um, but this giant wall protects them from these giants. But one day, like it said in this description, when he Aaron Yeager's a kid, you got Aaron, you got Armin, his his buddy, mm-hmm. and you got Mikasa, who are the three main characters of this show, which we love Mikasa. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. <laughs> She's awesome. And um, and like they said, all it all gets ruined when this gigantic colossal titan titan like five times the size busts through the wall and lets in the other giant normal sized giant mm-hmm. <laughs> titans come mm-hmm. in and they ravage the city and basically so many people die and mm-hmm. die including aaron's mother who again like makes that vow mm-hmm. aaron goes on joins the scouts and all of this stuff work so he can go out and kill titans basically mm-hmm. and it just goes and develops and develops from Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. i think this is probably not just the most complicated anime i've ever seen (laughs) this is the most complicated show Mm -hmm. i've ever seen do you think so oh yeah completely completely i think the whole time you you still don't there's so much mystery yeah within this show and you're learning a little bit every single season but you still have no idea what's going on like even now like we're learning more like that we're so we're currently now in season four season four so we're caught up and we're learning so much season four part one yes there's gonna be a part two coming out next year and this is the finale part two season finale of the show yeah um yeah i would definitely say it's very complicated we like they're yeah the show very mysterious there's secrets yeah. you know from the very from the very end of the first season there's yeah. so much we don't know well cuz you assume that you know they're you, and oftentimes in animes they're showing you this different world that is similar to ours but it like completely different you know social stat, uh social setup you know what i mean mm-hmm. different so they're similar to to you know our earth but then they have their own storyline so in this one you're assuming so minor spoiler, <laughs> I guess that's a major spoiler, but they live in this walled city, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you just assume that there's all, that's all that's there it. is. Mm-hmm. And, um, this show gives you small tastes and it's like, this show is unpredictable to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It keeps on giving you these, it's dropping major bombs. Mm-hmm. Like every two or three episodes, a major bomb will be dropped. Mm-hmm. And then another one and another one and another one. And in one season, you feel like, oh, my God, I've learned so much about this show. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the first season, you do learn tons because mm-hmm. they start you off 
on a blank slate. Mm-hmm. You're just discovering this world. By the end of the season, you feel like, oh my God, this show's so complex and mm-hmm. so crazy. And then, but at the end of the first season, you're barely scratching the surface <laughs> because they continue to do that. Mm-hmm. There's some shows, there's a lot of shows on TV where they give you some information and they save it for like, oh, the season finale. Mm-hmm. They'll drop something big. Mm-hmm. And then, or the like the halfway, the mid-season finale, they'll put a big thing in there. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll give you a nice little cliffhanger to go to the next episode. This ep- Every episode has a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but every couple episodes, they're dropping like major mind-blowing bombs on you. Like I on this show, you're watching it so many times and you're like, oh my God, that's what's going on? Mm-hmm. That's what's going on? Mm-hmm. And... And it's complex. It's not even like oh, simple. Oh, no, 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 no. So every little detail that happens turns out to be to mean something later on. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that you watch like has consequences later. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, and you're watching this story progress as Aaron as a kid, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. this story is like centuries and thousands and thousands of years old Mm -hmm. like and that those thousand year old history of this show is affecting the current times on this show Mm -hmm. so and it's so it's like over the span of generations and it's over the span of aaron's life because aaron grows up and gets older on the show and um so basically to give a little bit more insight because i'm uh, one of my intention with of this episode is hopefully to get some people who have dabbled with anime to check this one out. Mm-hmm. So basically what you're in for when you're watching this show is you're in for these <laughs> Aaron joins the scouts who are basically the people, the part of the military that goes out, leaves mm-hmm. the walls, mm-hmm. the walled city and go out and hunt force for um, Titans and kill them. Yeah. But part of it is to learn about yeah, the oh. outside world, right? Like outside the wall. I guess they're scouts. Yeah. yeah, like they're, but they come back. I think to learn more about. They, yeah, they go on excursions Titans. to, I guess, study to yeah. see what's out there yeah. to mm-hmm. maybe to bring back things. But they also they kill Titans, and mm-hmm. that's why Aaron wants to join because mm-hmm. they killed his mom, so he mm-hmm. wants revenge. And when we say they killed people on this sh- this show is <laughs> a graphic. It is. I mean, like they're giant titans so they pick somebody up in their hands and not only do they eat somebody but they they'll put their head between their teeth and then you'll see them get chomped Mm -hmm. or you'll see somebody get bit in half Mm -hmm. you'll see people get crushed this show is violent and they don't give an an f about Mm -hmm. any of it so many people die Mm -hmm. so they go out on these scouting missions eventually and you know there's characters that you're thinking like, oh, this guy's going to be in the show for a while and they just die. <laughs> so many people die on this show. It's nuts. And they die horrific deaths. Everyone dies hor- horrible, horrible deaths. So if you like violence, this show's for you. So the thing that, you know, maybe people have seen in the advertise- advertisements are they kind of have like these packs on their legs that have like um, pressurized air in them Mm -hmm. and they basically shoot like grappling hooks. Mm -hmm. So when they're in the forest or in the city, they have these giant devices strapped to their legs that will shoot grappling hooks and and allow them to swing around basically like Spider-Man almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then, and then also their other weapons is they have these swords 
that have like a detachable blade, like a mm-hmm. blade that they can just click in. So because they'll stab something and if it gets stuck, they just click the blade off and then, then they have like a holster full of blades and they just click on and grab another one. Oh, I never noticed that. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it just happened so fast. I just figured they just keep the same blades. You know, no. they just move so fast. It's no, the they blade. like, they like <laughs> if the blade breaks or whatever or they get stuck in something, they have another blade. They have like a holster of blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I recognize it now. But... They have like a quiver of blades, like an air, like a, you know. Let me let's look at a picture so you can see. But um, so that's basically how they fight them. They fight them on these devices. I, I can't remember what they're called. They have a name. But um, they so they swing around and they're like sh- sh- trying to slice them. And because mm-hmm. the only way you can kill the Titan is if you cut the nape, cut the nape of their neck. So mm-hmm. the back of their neck, if you cut them there, they'll die. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not very good at it in the beginning of the show <laughs> because they're constantly just dying and dying. Um, fighting these titans, and the the action mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. This show looks awesome. Yeah, and they don't, they do not skimp on action scenes because, I mean, let's be honest. We even you can watch Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. and a lot of the episodes they're not moving; they're just yelling, and they're just like, oh, they'll repeat the same image. You know, when you're on watching Dragon Ball Z and you see them punching, and they're like. Like, oh yeah, it's like it's just an image of them punching like on a loop a lot of times. Oh yeah, or when they're fighting, it's like da, 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 da. <laughs> and it's just a repeating thing over and over. Yeah, not just that, but I think uh, they didn't draw them proportionately. Oh, that was in, <laughs> in Dragon Ball Super. They had, I guess, less of a budget or something, mm-hmm. and they they jacked up. The, there are so many bad drawings in that mm-hmm. show. This, this show, one's not. It's amazing. Yeah, this show's beautiful, and they the action scenes are highly animated. Mm-hmm. You can you very detailed. The action's great, mm-hmm. and it's very cool. Mm-hmm. There's a character. So Mikasa, one mm-hmm. of the three main characters we told you about, Aaron, Armin, and Mikasa. So Aaron's thing is that you know he's hyper motivated. He wants to be the best, and he he kind of sucks in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he he's not good at being a scout, Mm-mm. but he's motivated to become great. Because he wants to kill all of these titans. So he's like hyper motivated. That's his skill, I guess. Mm-hmm. Armin is like a genius. Mm-hmm. And then Mikasa is like just naturally an amazing assassin, f- fighter, <laughs> assassin, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, so she's always doing badass shit, yeah, fighting she's these an titans, amazing fighter. killing mm-hmm. titans left and right, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's another character, my favorite character mm-hmm. on this show. Levi. I think R mm-hmm. is Commander Levi. I think his name's Commander yeah. Levi. Levi. And um, he is just like, they give him so much He's badass hardcore. shit to do. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, because they're f- swinging around in the air. He's just swinging around these giant titans, killing like 20 of them at a time. And it's just ridiculously cool action, in my mm-hmm, opinion. Mm-hmm. So this show has deep action Mm -hmm. it's got a the most complicated and deep storyline of like a deep um they talk about people they talk about um you know like a quilt or whatever like the a beautiful tapestry of a history of a show like it's woven together and it's Mm -hmm. perfect and so detailed this show is like that there's so much history on this show oh yeah there's so much history of this show and they give you they give you and it's incredible because other things will give you the history, but and they'll give you out small pieces of information. Like, like let's talk about Mandalorian. Mandalorian, mm-hmm. 
you start off you you meet baby Yoda, mm-hmm. right? And then they give you little pieces of the story, right? Of Mando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, while you're watching it in one episode, they'll add a little bit to mm-hmm. the story and then they'll add a little bit. And then maybe by the end of the first season, you know a little bit about who Baby Yoda is and mm-hmm. what's going on. But you really didn't know anything at the end of the first season of Mandalorian, did you? No. No, you didn't. You, don't know, you didn't really know anything about Baby Yoda. If anything, you learned a little bit more about Mando's story. Yeah. Where he comes from. A little bit. Yeah. But we still don't have the full Mando story, I don't think. Yeah, but we don't Not have really. a full... And then we go to season two and they sh- they give you a little bit more of the story and they kind of wrap up Baby Yoda's story, but there's not that much there, <laughs> really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, there's a lot of shows like that mm-hmm. where they'll give you little bits of information and then maybe at the end of the season or at the end of the, they'll, they'll give you some bombs. They'll give you a, like three, maybe two or three bombs mm-hmm. throughout the episodes where you're like mind blown. This show gives you new information in every single episode but then these it drops these major game changing bombs Mm -hmm. like every few episodes there's like what that's what's going on Mm -hmm. oh my god he did what in Mm -hmm. the past and it consistently delivers that Mm -hmm. so it never stops changing everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you find out something new and it changes everything Mm -hmm. you find out another new piece of information it changes everything Mm And which is why it's unpredictable. Yeah, you cannot. You don't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And I could say I don't know. Maybe that's a negative. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what the hell's going on mm-hmm. in this show. No. And you have to really, really watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally tell you when we're about to watch it, like, Are you ready? Because <laughs> we can't look away. No. Well, first off, it's in Japanese, mm-hmm. so we're reading it. Mm-hmm. Second off, like, it's so complicated. You cannot miss a word of what they say mm-hmm. or else you'll be more be lost, lost than you are mm-hmm. and let's be honest you're going to be lost mm-hmm. watching this show it's just the nature of this show mm-hmm. you're never going to be like oh i, I got it mm-hmm. <laughs> like we watch recaps every season we have to watch like hardcore recaps mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we're in the middle of the season, like, what's going on again? And mm-hmm. let's watch a recap. So I don't know. Is, do you think that's a negative or a positive that it's so confusing? It could be a or negative. It is complicated. Yeah. And I think the other piece is that, you know, we were watching it as every year, right? Like, so there was always a large break in between starting a and new you season. Forget. So you forget because so much happens yeah. that you're like, let's go back and rewatch a recap because. There's so much that happens in so much detail that you have to go back and get, you know, watch the either recaps to have a better understanding. Like, okay, I get it. Like, that's how this connects to that. You know, Um, it could be I think it could be a a negative thing. You know, if you want something simple, if you're not patient, yeah, if you're not patient, like it might not be for you. But if you're into the action, because there's so much action in this, yeah. if you're into, um, you know, mis- a mystery, there's definitely a lot of mystery, a lot of horror, secrets. Horror. Creepiness. Creepiness. Um, it's good. I think that the characters really do Great a animation. Job. Yeah, great animation. And different. I don't think oh. I've seen anything like this before. Very different. Very different. So, you know, I think there's pros and cons to it. Like, if you're just looking for something that you can just play in the background, you really can't do that with this. Like, you have to pay attention. You have to read. You have to be invested. Um, And I think another thing that we could talk about is, you know, uh, anyone who watches anime, you uh, get a lot of filler episodes. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like basically episodes that don't push the main storyline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and are not a part of the original story because they'll, for anyone who doesn't know, animes are often developed from mangas, mm-hmm. f- from comics. Mm-hmm. And um, those are like the official storyline. And that's what the show is following. But mm-hmm. the show, because it's on TV and they're trying to make more money, get the show on longer, get the ratings longer, they'll add in extra episodes mm-hmm. because they can and people watch it. Um, this show, I guess because it came out on Netflix, didn't really have to do that. You know, they didn't have to add extra episodes because it wasn't really airing. We watched it on Hulu. It started off on Netflix. The first season started off on Netflix. But I'm assuming it aired normally on in Japan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the last few years, we've been watching it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I think the first season was on Netflix. Either way, so it just doesn't have a lot of filler. Mm-mm. There's some episodes that you know, could be considered boring. I would yeah. say that there's been... They're there's, slower. A little bit slower. Yeah. But, but there's usually... Almost every episode has something mm-hmm. in it. That's good. So um, now we're in season four. And um, like that's the one of the reasons why we didn't decide to do spoilers for this episode. Because it would take us like 10 hours to do... Mm-hmm. <laughs> to describe everything that happens on this show. So you really just got to watch a couple episodes. And I, I think we were hooked right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we watched like one and I was like, oh, that was good. Like, I want to know what's going on. Yeah, I, I think I liked it because of the action. There's, um, it moves so quickly. Like yeah. within the first season, the first few episodes, yeah. you see him as a kid and then you see him grow. Yeah, like, and in the that was confusing a little bit too. Like I, the timing of this show is a little weird. It jumps around mm-hmm. a little bit. Sometimes they'll be showing you a flashback. Sometimes yeah. they'll be, they'll do a time skip. Yeah. So I would say if you're going to watch this, look out for that. Yeah. So like if you don't know what's going on, it's okay. <laughs> You'll figure it out probably by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that's also part of why you want to keep watching mm-hmm. is because you realize like, I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you realize, like, I don't know anything that's going mm-hmm. on. And you still feel that way by the end. Yeah. Even, <laughs> but you do. Like, you, like, there's so much history on this show. There's so much lore that they created. There's so much story. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that's, one of, that's part of the reason why it's great. Mm-hmm. Is that you want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And now we're actually close. Mm-hmm. I mean, afor- unfortunately, it's not going to air. The last season is not going to air till next January mm-hmm. or something like that. 2021. 2022. Oh, 22. Yeah. So um, it's uh, going to be a while. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a perfect time. And I, to I, catch th- up. Mm-hmm. I think we might do this. We might have to watch the whole show and then watch the last season. Yeah. It would be good. Yeah. We only watched it once. We didn't mm-hmm. repeat any of this. Mm-mm. So um, I think anyone, I don't know. Do you think this would be good to somebody who's new to anime? Or you have to be an anime fan to to be get into the show of this level? It's up there. Because I rank this up there with like some of the best anime I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's great. But if you're not into anime... It's I don't know. It, yeah, it might be too much. Yeah. It might be too much. Um it's intense. It's intense. It's intense. And um the action scenes are great. Um 
It's intense. It's intense. Yeah. I, I would recommend it for sure. If you're into anime. And definitely you, watch it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. But if you're like never watched anime before. This might be too much. It might be like, yeah, it might be too much. But if you want the challenge and get into something deep. Get into something real deep. This is the show. This is show. This is going to challenge you. <laughs> but it's great. You'll enjoy it. So I think that's all, all we can really say about this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we basically said it was... I mean, if if we want to give downsides, it's very complicated. And there are slowing uh, slower bits and slower episodes, I think. There are some slow episodes. Yeah, there's a few. But but it's not You still find out stuff. Yeah, you're still finding out stuff. Some sometimes I do feel I mean they're short episodes. So oh, yeah. there's like what, twenty five minutes? They're not like, even the full thirty yeah, minutes. So really at the end short. of each episode you're like, What? Like you definitely always want yeah, more. You always you're like, want What? More. It always leaves you with like either the bomb or like of something amazing that happened or information that happened. Um or it's building up and you're like, Oh, you know, you're always feeling like ah, oh, you know. So definitely recommend it. It's great i yeah. really like it and i think anyone who's seen this show write in tell us you've seen this show anyone that actually watches it based off our recommendation please tell us that as well mm-hmm. and if there's anyone who has any other animes that they think we should watch i would definitely be open to watching them because i love it when we get into a nice when i get into a nice continuing story because i think i realized i don't like I love this the, the span of this this show. You know, it's covering his whole life, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's also covering like thousands and thousands of years of story. Mm-hmm, so I love mm-hmm. how big the story is, mm-hmm. and I love the the serial nature. You know, the episode after episode, the story continues mm-hmm. and develops and develops. I don't like it like Cowboy Bebop is mm-hmm. a show that people love mm-hmm. and say is amazing. I tried to watch it mm-hmm. and I just don't like shows that are one-offs. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a, each show is a new crime of the week and they really don't have a lot to do with the lot, the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, I just don't like those. Mm-hmm. I just don't like those. I watched another one like that, um, Trigun. Did you see mm-hmm. me watching that one? Yeah, I remember you Dude watching with it. big hair and a big gun and a red jacket, leather jacket. Um, that's another show. I, lo- I finished that one. And but that one was kind of like that too, where it mm-hmm. was like just always never they're they're always just story of the week, story of the week, and um it just doesn't hit as hard for me mm-hmm. i I need a good story that just keeps on developing uh other honorable mentions, death note, yeah, death note was, was good. amazing to a point <laughs> the first season. Well, I think was amazing I don't even think it was a whole season, it's like twenty eight episodes, the whole thing. Or 32 episodes or something, the whole show. Well, I guess the first bad guy. The first 15 episodes yeah. or so are, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, obviously Dragon Ball Z, I love it. Mm-hmm. And there's another version of it called Dragon Ball Z Kai where they kind of shorten it. Which is amazing. Which I is great. That we one. watched that <laughs> and we loved that recently. Um, I watched Dragon Ball. That one was a little rough for me. I liked it. I didn't. It wasn't as badass as, you know, Dragon Ball Z. Um, Dragon Ball Super is pretty damn good. I'm trying to get you to watch it. <sighs> mm-hmm. Sorry, I have allergies. Yeah. Um, Dragon Ball Super, I'm trying to get you to watch that. Mm-hmm. So we got to watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naruto has a lot of filler, so much filler. And it's so, so many recaps in that show. But it's pretty, it's a pretty great show. 
but the recaps, it's like they would on Naruto, they literally will tell you do a flashback to things that happened earlier in the episode. Like things that happened like ten minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> They'll be like, I remember when you said this. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> and then we watch something we literally just watched ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm. That show would be amazing if somebody would like re edit it and take out ninety percent of the flashbacks. It's insanely ridiculous how many flashbacks there are on that mm-hmm. show. And then filler, just complete stories that, you know, don't yeah. go they go nowhere. But Despite that, it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I um, well, kind of I'm interested in watching is Barato, mm-hmm. the series, the mm-hmm. continuation of to that. Um, I still think Fullmetal Alchemist, the Brotherhood, mm-hmm. is pretty damn amazing. That's another one we have to watch, and we'll probably talk about it on this show. Yeah, that one's only 52 episodes, which in anime terms is pretty damn short. Yeah, I would definitely like to see that one. It's fantastic. I think that one's like really there's no waste in that show. It's only like only main storyline shows and it, yeah. every week it hits. Um it's, but yeah, there's a lot to talk about with animes, but we do I do want to get into the article we read. <laughs> um so we were just scrolling I was just scrolling through Facebook and I found this article from Variety and the headline of the article is let me find it for you. Okay, here's the article. It's called called Godzilla versus Kong raises the new raises qu- the question is nonsense the new normal. And this is by Owen Gleiberman. Uh his basic premise is that Godzilla versus Kong, which we reviewed last week mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it because it did very well. He's saying the movie was really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Which it is. Um, I, I don't know. It's dumb. But he's saying, and he's saying, is this what people want nowadays? That's basically his point. Mm-hmm. Do people just want dumb stuff? Dumb stuff. Well, let's read a little bit. Okay. By now, this is from Ben Owen Gleiberman. Here uh-huh. we go. By now, a great many people have seen Godzilla vs. Kong. And what a lot of them seem to agree on, even many who like it, is that the new movie makes almost no sense. There's nothing new. A number of noteworthy blockbusters have had issues in how exactly does this parse question department. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tells No Tales, or the Transformer films, or Avengers Age of Ultron. What's new about the loopy, yes, we really have stopped making sense quality of Godzilla vs. Kong is the chortling shrug of approval which it's been met. Most of what happens in the film is so defiant in its lack of purpose, Kong will go to the hollow earth so that his ride through a cut-rate avatar landscape of primeval wonder will distract you long enough to keep you from asking what's he doing there that the film has been greeted as a knowingly cheeky act of storytelling insanity or is it inanity so that's his (laughs) did he not know the purpose they do tell you the purpose yeah the company that goes after kong Mm -hmm. wants this power source that it can only be found in the hollow earth yes alexander skarsgård is somebody who's researched the hollow earth Mm -hmm. so he wants to go there to prove it Mm -hmm. and he's also working for the company Mm -hmm. and the only they figure the only way they can get there is if they're led by somebody who's been an Mm -hmm. animal that's following their instincts to get back yeah and that's what happens. Yeah. And they get Kong so to do that for them. Because so they can't get Godzilla to do that for them. Yeah. They can't. 
So there is a reason for that. So mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah, they tell you from I, the very beginning that that's their purpose. That's their goal. Can you put, put together a team that will help that. us do that? And that's kind of the whole point of the first movie. Yeah. Or the first part of the movie. Yeah. And in that, they talk about, okay, well, as we're moving him, we have to be yeah, they and they transfer him on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, they set it up for two alphas. They shouldn't meet because it's going to lead to them fighting. We know which that. Which it does. Yeah. And they fight on the ocean and it's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tight. So let's keep going. I mean, I guess if he wants to question like the whole alpha thing, but. But I mean, don't you just accept that? Because that's the thing they set up in the last movie mm-hmm, that the mm-hmm. these titans were. And again, we're talking about titans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, these titans will want to show which one's the dominant yes. one. Yes. You know? Yeah, which is what alphas do. So they so, set that up in the last movie. Sense. So it's not yeah. like they're just going. They're creatures. Making shit up for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Here, let's keep going. I like things that are n- so nutty they're fun. But Godzilla versus Kong, I'm sorry, is not the entertaining kind of crazy. It's the ponderous and deflating kind, like David Lynch's Inland Empire or a Donald Trump Make America Kneel to Me Again fundraising speech. I think that's a little fucking hard <laughs> that you're making. I don't even know exactly how this comparison works, but he's saying that it's crazy like a Donald Trump speech. I guess that kind of works, but like... If you're saying it's as bad as a Donald Trump speech, I mean, that's a little extreme right there. Uh, He says, I'm glad for the sake of cinema's future that the movie has been a decisive hit in theaters, but the impulse to shoehorn Godzilla vs. Kong into the category of giddy cuckoo clock Michigas may be the latest evolution in fan decadence, a desperation to be entertaining, entertained Maraskin masquerading as a throw-up-your-hands appreciation for top-heavy, slovenly kitsch. It's enough to make you wonder if this is, in fact, a preview of the multiverse's future. A preview? I don't know. I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm, he's saying this is he like really hates it. fan service, <laughs> uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. This is fan decadence. So, like, is there really a problem with that? I think we talked about that. Like, Yeah, if um, people want to see them fight, if people, right? Like yeah. You're saying like, if this is what people want. And they gave us what we wanted mm-hmm. to see Godzilla versus Kong fighting. Yeah. And they gave us a lot. Yes. They didn't hold back. And let's go on because this dude gets into some really shaky territory. And some of you may be asking us, why are we bothering to, you know, address this guy's article? I think because it's variety. So mm-hmm. that's a big publication. It's mm-hmm. not like this dude's writing for some little blog or website. You know what I mean? Um, also, there's this whole thing of going going like, you know, Martin Scorsese and these big time directors mm-hmm. criticizing like the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and saying, criticizing that oh, yeah. people want these stupid movies. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is it really any different? I mean, the people have all, I mean, for the least since the blockbuster Period. I guess, like you know, you could go back to the eighties with Arnold Schwarzenegger and and uh, Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Were those movies really like, you Different. know, great? Uh-huh. You know, they're fun. They're badass. Mm-hmm. They're awesome movies. Mm-hmm. But they're dumb. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are dumb. Yeah, but they're, or they're tight or they're predictable. It's the same story. Yeah, like even with all the gangster music, you know, movies. Yeah. Like I would say, so most of them are 
predictable, right? Like it's like almost the same. Yeah, but I don't think he has necessarily a problem with predictable, but he's saying basically nonsense. Like basically the story is nonsense. But I would go again, I would say a lot of action movies are nonsense, mm-hmm. but that's not exactly why you're watching them all the time. A lot of times you're watching them because they're just tight. They're like badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. That's a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Expendables is just so stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, they try they try hard in the first one, I mm-hmm. guess, to make it a little bit believable. And then mm-hmm. they just get dumber and dumber. But doesn't mean they didn't get it fun funner and funner. They were all fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they did get stupider and stupider. Mm-hmm. But people just wanted to see, you know, Bruce Willis and Niall Schwarzenegger and mm-hmm. freaking uh you know, Walker, Texas Ranger, mm-hmm. <laughs> all teaming up together mm-hmm. in one movie. Mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, we just wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's fan decadence. Yeah. But I have no, is that bad? I don't know. Is that bad? I don't know why that would be bad. Well, let's keep going because he, he even loses. Because if the fans like it and it makes money. Then what's the what problem? What does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. I, I Let's keep going because he gets into more problems. Since we're talking about Godzilla, it's worth noting that the original kaiju film took a delirious half-bake approach to storytelling logic. That was part of the shaggy anti-aesthetic charm. Godzilla, breathing electric fire, would come out of the ocean and stomp Tokyo because it was time for Godzilla to come out of the ocean and stomp Tokyo. The arbitrariness of the destruction he caused expressed something out of the blue apocalyptic horror of the atomic bomb. And was he foe or in a weird way friend? That he was both a beast of fear and also to revere, and also a beast to revere, emerged from how Toho Studios films of the Showa era era were engineered to replicate their own grandiosity. Okay. So he basically said that the original ones, and he goes on to continue talking about this. So I'm going to skip it a little bit, but he talks about the original ones, Mm -hmm. how those ones are great. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest. The first one does have that aspect of nuclear Mm -hmm. energy and bringing up uh, like the moral issue of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's, um, under the surface. That's the subtext to the movie, right? And that's what makes Godzilla more interesting than just a monster coming out of the ground, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that we'll give that to him. But then after that, they just have Godzilla fighting stupid monsters Mm -hmm. for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. Well, from ever. Every movie would be Godzilla versus Mothra, Mm -hmm. Godzilla versus Rodan, Godzilla versus something that we made up that he's going to fight. And it's just like, I'll be honest, I haven't seen those movies, but... What's really there? I, I can imagine if every, some of them are probably better than others and some of them have a little bit more um, of a moral, I guess, maybe in them. Mm-hmm. But really, people are watching these at a certain point because they want to see Godzilla fight mm-hmm. a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. And then then they like, let's stack up. Let's have like five monsters fighting. Why just yeah. have two? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like he's fighting giant crabs. He's fighting UFOs. He's mm-hmm. fighting whatever the hell they can think of mm-hmm. he's fighting it mm-hmm. so what's the difference from those movies back then mm-hmm. be- between this one yeah because that's all they did yeah and well, like anyone who's read a comic book knows when two heroes are coming together mm-hmm. they're gonna fight at mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and then they're gonna team up and fight the real I'm villain sure of the guy. movie mm-hmm. so that's what everyone expected mm-hmm. that's what happened in Godzilla versus Kong mm-hmm and 
it was great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was great. So he, he goes on, my favorite of them, talking about the Japanese movies, Godzilla versus The Thing, the Japanese title was Mothra versus Godzilla, often had the logic of an acid trip, which featured such hypnotic oddities as the twin fairies who spoke in unison, to which the character of Jai, the deaf orphan Godzilla versus Kong, who communicates with Kong in sign language, may be an homage. Yet the whole fakie po- poetic allure of the original Godzilla films is that even when there were extrubinant exorbitantly bad they felt more like handmade schlock than incoherent corporate product which i think what comes down to his problems with the new movie Mm -hmm. those movies i guess because they had less money and they were more shittily done with Mm -hmm. a guy in a costume Mm -hmm. but this one had you know blockbuster american studio money behind it Mm -hmm. i mean I guess that's the only thing that I can point out. What's the difference between the original Jap- Godzilla movies and this one? I mean, can you see what he's saying? No. No. I don't know what he's saying. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. By that time, Godzilla vs. Kong reaches its c- cinematic sequence in which the two title monsters thrash through the gleaming skyscrapers of Hong Kong as they attempt to destroy each other with the skeletal robot Mecha Godzilla evaluating elevating the orgy of annihilation into a threesome. The movie delivers that escape into oversized vandalism we want. The last 25 minutes sends the audience out happy. It Mm -hmm. won me over too. By the Mm -hmm. time the end credits rolled and I was walking out of the theater, I found myself forgiving the previous 90 minutes or maybe enabling them. I got my epic blowout, blowout monster fix. I've had, I've made the requisite transition from boredom to I popped. So did he just not want to see Godzilla fight Kong and he was okay with them working together know. to fight Mega Godzilla? Is that what it is? Well, he loved that part. He liked that part. He yeah. loved that part, mm-hmm. which I think everyone loved that part. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are going to this movie to see. Giant monsters fighting and destroying things. That's what people want. Mm-hmm. So why So do you think uh, he just did not like he felt the, the story, like the the well, whole reason they went down there. He just wanted to see the last 25 minutes of the film. I don't know what he wanted. He goes on. He talks about that. He says, up until then, though I was actively bored, the human characters from Alexander Skarsgård, idealistic geologist to Rebecca Hall's sedulous anthropologist to Brian Tyree Henry's nattering conspiracy theorist to Damien... Damien Bichar's mustache-twirling CEO, I honestly can't believe that the four act- that four actors I like this much could add up to so little in the way of charm or dramatic interest. They come off as placeholders. If you think back to Gareth Edwards' 2014 Godzilla, the Brian Cranston Godzilla, it was basically a gargantuan B-movie. But the human characters there, led by Brian Cranston, Cranston and Sally Hawkins and Ken Watanabe, seem like the cast of Hamlet, by comparison. So, what this dude just said is that these people were so garbage and uh, that they made the whole beginning of the movie. Well, that, that these people, the, the characters in this movie really didn't need to be there. They're inconsequential. Mm-hmm. And uh, their storylines were so uninteresting that the actors, even though he likes the actors, mm-hmm. they couldn't make it interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's completely wrong. Yeah. It, their storyline wasn't amazing. No, it's. N- uh, I liked them though. Yeah, I, I like the little death girl. I liked. Yeah, the death girl was great. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and there's not a lot to say about no, it. I mean, it is yeah. a little inconsequential. Mm-hmm. And the other storyline was very inconsequential. The Millie Bobby Brown part. Yes. And we talked about that. Yes. But we also talked about that Godzilla 2014. And that movie is straight up garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and we did say it. Brian Cranston was amazing mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the beginning of it because he's Brian Cranston, but he dies like 30 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're left with his son and you're left with, I guess, military people. Mm-hmm. And they're so boring. Mm-hmm. And the movie is so boring. And for all the reasons, I mean, go back and listen to last week. Mm-hmm. We hated that movie. Mm-hmm. And the only good part was the beginning of that movie until Brian Cranston died. And then yeah. the movie just went downhill, downhill, downhill. Yeah. And then the few seconds that we saw of Godzilla killing the monster was actually good. Mm-hmm. This movie is just like, you know what? Fuck that. Let's reverse the formula. Take out 80% of the movie that was watching these humans do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And let's go 80% of the movie watch these giant monsters fighting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I would agree that, I mean, they didn't bring a lot out of the care, you know. No. They just really were trying to get the story going to go see Hollow Earth, con- the connecting, right? Connecting yeah. what they've been trying to build up to and learning about, right, the existence of Hollow Earth, us actually seeing it, mm-hmm. Kong finding his home, you know. And in that, we get them to see, we get to see them fight in the water, right, as they're traveling there. We get to see that. Yes. And um, so I agree, you know, to an extent, like they weren't like... I do, but you know, he's put holding up Godzilla 2014 as like the example of what a good Godzilla movie no, is, which is insane. I would not agree to that. That's ridiculous. So he's got a couple, little bit left of this. He says the, that Godzilla film was intended to kick off the MonsterVerse that meant, that meant something. So he's saying it was well intended and it did a good job of setting up a really good... Monsterverse. He's saying that this Monsterverse sucks. With its luminous night battles of ticky-tacky awe, it was enthralling enough to give you an investment in the series, and Kong Skull Island drew on some of the primal wow factor of the old creature features, not just the original King Kong, but the 1961 Ray Harryhausen gem Mysterious Island, to invest us anew in the saga of Kong. When it comes to giant monster movies, I'm not a cynic. I'm an overgrown, wide-eyed child. Godzilla and Kong Skull Island reignited some of the innocent spirit of big dumb wonder. But two years ago, watching the spectacular in a what the fuck way Godzilla King of King of the Monsters, you could feel the feel the film's connection to those previous two movie, movies withering on the vine, and Godzilla vs. Kong seems more or less to abandon all that came before. It's supposed to be the culmination of the series, but instead it feels like the filmmakers just started all over with the directive fill space, in quotes. Um, so he's basically saying this series started off amazing mm-hmm. with Godzilla 2014 and they got progressively worse. Mm-hmm. Or he liked Kong Skull Island and then God- Godzilla King of Monsters was garbage and King of Monsters was I mean, then Kong versus Godzilla was complete trash. Mm-hmm. And I, we said this last mm-hmm. week. I thought they finally figured out the formula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought God's, Godzilla versus Kong was like amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, they finally figured out. They have the perfect ratio of stupid human story to awesome bi- fights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, Those, they just need to keep making more of these and they'll make like millions of dollars off of each one. Mm-hmm. They found what people wanted to see. Yeah. 
And there's even people that are saying, why do we even need a human story? Let's just do only mm-hmm. <laughs> the monsters for mm-hmm. the whole movie, mm-hmm. which I'd be, I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'd be good. I mm-hmm. mean, it seems like you need a little bit of tethering to humans, <laughs> but maybe you don't. Um, I think this guy's just way off. I think he's way off with that because Godzilla, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I think that was where they really stepped on the. I mean, they really found that aesthetic of showing like these album arts, these epic shots, mm-hmm. these epic giant shots of these monsters. You know what I mean? That look like album art, like we said, or or a comic book splash page uh-huh. or something. I, that's where they found that mm-hmm. and they kept that moving of like these epic shots you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. I think that was really cool mm-hmm. and um, I thought they just nailed I thought they nailed of what I mean how much what are you expecting out of Godzilla versus Kong like yeah. really what are you expecting mm-hmm. I think it comes uh, preference right like if if you're not really into that and you're expecting some type of deep story yeah, it is. It's not. You know it's what I not. mean? Like it's that's not what it's meant to be. No. You can't compare this, you know, monster movie to Mank. To Mank. Yeah, yeah, you can't. They're <laughs> yeah. completely separate. Or Nomadland. It's, yeah, it's like the same thing with anybody who doesn't like um, superhero movies. You know, like yeah. you know, you can't compare superhero movies to something about yeah, like the Mank. Or any best picture type of movie mm-hmm, where there's, mm-hmm. you know, all these different layers of yeah. complexity. And like, how can you compare them? You can't. It's supposed so to be different. dumb and yeah. fun. Well, let's, let's hear his last, this is his last argument right here. Yet maybe the disconnection is now built into how multiverse movies works. Movies work. They pretend to be as organically unified as a TV series, but they're spaced so far apart from each other that as corporate priorities shift, they wind up lurching in different directions. Just look at the last three Star Wars films. The Force Awakens was a hermetic package of a new hope, nostalgia. The Last Jedi sprawled and metastized into a half of half a dozen plots and seemed to be making up its rules as it went along. The Rise of Skywalker, much as I liked it, played as a rousing act of damage control. There's no doubt that Godzilla vs. Kong makes good on its promise. It shows us Godzilla vs. Kong. Yet it does so in a way, like the series itself, feels less grand, less coherent, and more stupefyingly random than the sum of its parts. If this is the new standard in blockbuster aesthetics, then Godzilla help us. There's the end of his article. I mean, he's pointing out... Godzilla help us. (laughs) Godzilla help That was his joke. Yeah. Um, I mean, this guy loves to use... um, an expansive vocabulary, uh-huh. I can tell. I mean, he's just throwing in all... I mean, I guess that's just a writer thing. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, he... Comparing it to Star Wars. Well, I mean, Star Wars was an abortion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. It was a nightmare. I mean, those last three Star Wars movies were... Ex- they were, as he said. Like, I don't know. I He's saying, like... He's saying that they went off and did their own, like they didn't connect to the mm-hmm. origins of. It didn't. I mean, he's right. They didn't. Like Their it's a it's self- a good example of what he's trying to say. Yes, but I feel like it's I not mean, the same things going on. No, here. I no, not at all. Because with this one, they did have a mess. 
Star Wars was Star a mess. Wars, yeah. You know, the directors, they had no vision. They didn't know where we were really going. And like he said, he said, but they're spaced so far apart from each other. I don't know whether that matters or not. But corporate priorities shift and they end up lurching in different directions. That's exactly what happened with, with Star, Star Wars. Wars. They yeah. had no plan. Mm-mm. They had no Kevin Feige, the guy behind Marvel, mm-hmm. directing the ship. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, oh, maybe this is just how multiverses are supposed to be. But he's leaving out the most successful multiverse mm-hmm. of them all mm-hmm. is the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And that shit is handcrafted, mm-hmm. custom, exactly every T, every I is dotted, every T is crossed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every story leads to the next story. And it's gotten more um intermingled mm-hmm. and more complex and yeah. more connected as it's gone on. Mm-hmm. So you can't say that, oh, this is just the way things are now. When we no. have an example yeah. of somebody, of a studio that's killing it. He just picked one that proved his point. He did. And, and he ignored the mm-hmm. one that disproved his mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Even though they're the same studio. Mm-hmm. They're both made by Disney. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it's not a corporate problem. No. Because... It's a leadership problem. Mm -hmm. Whoever was in charge of Star Wars, Kathleen Kennedy, really, they botched it. They Mm -hmm. didn't put, they didn't have anyone with a vision Mm -hmm. to to finish out these three stories Mm -hmm. um, of Star Wars. They have someone with Marvel. Mm -hmm. So, in in my opinion, they have someone. And I said it last time with this Godzilla versus Kong thing. Mm -hmm. They figured out what they need to do. It took them some time. But it did because mm-hmm. the first one was garbage. The mm-hmm. one that this guy loved was garbage. Mm-hmm. Kong Skull Island was great. Godzilla vs. Monsters was fun. Mm-hmm. This one was even more fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, could they make another one as good as Godzilla versus Godzilla? I mean, could they make a good one as good of one as Kong Skull Island? Mm-hmm. That one was probably the best one. Mm-hmm. And the human story was actually really good in mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, I agree. so could they make more of those? Yes, they could. But would I also want to watch these ones? Yes. So I think they're finding their way. If they could maybe throw a little more Kong Skull Island with like really interesting characters and a story that actually matters. And but hit that level of like high intense monster fights. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, maybe they could perfect it. But Mm -hmm. I think they're on a good path. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be so complex like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Like, What are you expecting to get out Mm -hmm. of it? I Mm -hmm. mean... I don't know. I just, and I think it's, this guy's very, like you're saying, he's picking and choosing Mm -hmm. what works and what doesn't work. You know what I mean? And again, yeah, it's a corporate problems with Star Wars, but there's another, there's other examples of people that are doing it well. Mm -hmm. And obviously DC had the same problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. But, um, I don't know what, DC is just a lost cause in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) They suck. I mean, the Snyderverse maybe would be good. People, um, in doing a following, of, so we covered Made for Love, which is an HBO Max show. Yeah. Right? On ADHD. On ADHD. And I went, you know, while I was doing some some social media stuff, I went on HBO Max and um, checked out a post about from HBO Max talking about Made for Love. Uh-huh. And in every, all of the comments, there was like a thousand, thousands of comments on, on the Made for Love thing mm-hmm. post. And all, like 80% of them were all Restore the Snyderverse. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Nothing to do about Made for Love because that show was god awful. But uh, 
And then I go on to the previous post. I'm like, dang, are they doing this? Every single post that HBO Max has put out is all just hashtag. All the comments are all just hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Because what does every, that mean? Restore the Snyderverse? Everyone's to see Justice League 2. Oh, I see. They want to see Darkseid come back mm-hmm. and fight them fight Darkseid. Mm-hmm. I want to see it too. Why are they putting it on HBO? Is HBO funding? HBO um, is owned by Warner Brothers who made the DC movies. Oh. And the HBO is the ones that, you know, is where they released the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. So they're going to HBO and telling them. Um, I think that's stupid of Warner Brothers. I don't know what's going on at Warner Brothers. I, maybe this dude has a point to an extent because whoever's in charge of Warner Brothers doesn't like the Snyderverse, I guess. Doesn't mm-hmm. like what Zack Snyder did because they said they came out and said that Josh Whedon's version is the version is the yeah. definitive storyline the canon storyline and they're going to I guess make more off of that storyline and I guess they're planning on Suicide Squad 2 being a big hit which it looks good so mm-hmm. hopefully it will be but why not give Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 I want to see it yeah I don't know it shouldn't be four hours but I still mm-hmm. <laughs> do want to see it mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think that I don't see the problem and I don't see, I think this is something that people do often. They're like, right now, the things that we're dealing with right now are things that have never happened before. And it's the worst. Like people talk about technology, like, oh, the kids with their cell phones, they're going to be, their brains Mm -hmm. are going to be ruined. Mm -hmm. But you go back. It was video games before that. There are people on their video games. They're going to, brains are going to be ruined. Mm -hmm. Before that, go back. uh, It was kids and their TV shows. It's Mm going to be ruined. So this fool just sounds like an old man to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's just not accepting like, there's always been dumb movies that Mm -hmm. are dumb and fun. I mean, there's car chase movies in like in the 70s or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, think about Fast and the Furious, right? Oh, those are retarded. (laughs) Those movies are straight up dumb as hell. And people love it more for the action just to see cars. You know what you're expecting. A dumb action movie Mm -hmm. that's awesome Mm -hmm. and funny Mm -hmm. and uh, huge. Yeah. And if they have great actors or actors that you want to see like Ludacris or The Rock, then they're going to want to see it just to see Rock do his thing, you know. And yeah. All of, you know, that's what people are expecting. It's interesting because it's like, there's some studios that do what the audience want. And they do it well. Like Marvel, they give us they give us what they want. With King Kong versus Godzilla, I feel like they gave people what they wanted in regards to mm-hmm. just seeing them fight. And then there's, um, I guess like DC, like people tell them what do they want. People, and they're just flat up annoying. Yeah, it. they just flat up ignore it. I mean, Star Wars too. Because people were too, talking about yeah. it like, uh... They were predicting the outcome yeah, and they're they were like, saying, oh no, we can't. We, we, we want Ben mm-hmm. Kenobi. To, we mm-hmm. want Ray to be related to Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. Yeah. The so, And that. I feel like that's what they're doing with the Snyder Cut. And I think maybe with Pride, with, you know, they're they're choosing the wrong battles oh, and to fight audiences with or to fight to move which direction they want the studio or their production to go. And all of the actors who were in Justice League are like... Or uh, unhappy or, or unhappy. Even Gal Gadot just came out. I don't yeah. even know. I didn't hear what she said, but she's wasn't happy. She didn't like it either. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Ray Fisher hated it. Mm-hmm. Aquaman, he supported him. He's like, oh, I support everything he says mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. obviously, nobody liked that dude just 
Sweden and his movie wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why are you sticking with this um, movie that wasn't very good and is so weighed down by all this baggage? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It makes no sense. But I, yeah, it's really a, example of this dude's just old and he's just saying oh, these kids movies you know what i mean uh you know even though he enjoyed it to an mm -hmm, extent mm -hmm. and he likes the dumbness of the old movies i don't know there's always been dumb movies these mm -hmm. the 1950s was filled with monster movies that were retarded and stupid and horror movies have always been really dumb mm -hmm. but that's not why you're going to see them mm-hmm you're going to see him to get scared. Mm -hmm. You're going to see him to see some nudity, maybe. You're seeing some jokes. Mm -hmm. You're seeing some violence. You're seeing sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why you're going to go watch a horror movie. There's not many that are, you know, very deep and amazing. This is just the way. There's just always movies that are, they are what they are. Mm -hmm. And people want to see them because they're fun. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's what this is. This is nothing new. This guy's trying to make it like it's something new. And he's just full of shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much all I wanted to say about <laughs> it. Uh, did you have anything else? Any final thoughts? No. I mean, you know, it's either you like it or you don't. You know, you like that type of films or... Well, she did. He did like it. I, that's what the puzzling thing. He, he said, did. He said it was awesome. He did. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, know what his problem was. Um. So coming up on ADHD, ADHD, sorry. Uh, we are watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now. Speaking of Marvel and Ke Kevin Feige, mm -hmm. Feige, who does the Lord's work. <laughs> I think by making these Marvel movies so good. Uh, and that show is really freaking good. Mm -hmm. So if you're not watching it, get on it and um, catch up with us because we're going to talk about that one, I guess, in two more weeks. It has. Um, and then, like, I guess it's like a couple weeks off or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Loki comes out. Mm -hmm. And I saw the trailer for that one. Looks good. It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. It looks amazing. They're killing the game. Mm -hmm. What can I say? Mm -hmm. I love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing hits those heights, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, so come back for that. Um, I, we're not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but we'll find something. But um, Attack on Titan is streaming on Hulu. Mm -hmm. All four seasons. Go watch that there. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is on Disney Plus, of course. Mm -hmm. Snyder Cut HBO, HBO Max Godzilla vs. Kong's still probably on HBO Max for like another week or so but go watch that filth right now if it's if it is maybe it's taken off already um, and on ADHD we're going to be reviewing uh, Minari mm -hmm. and the father. the father on Wednesday or no sorry mm -hmm. on Friday so uh, watch those movies we're going to watch those we haven't watched them yet and I'm have high hopes. I mm. want to be blown away by this Oscar season, and so far I have not. Mm -mm. I'm hoping Minari. I'm hoping Minari that's too. That's my. That's I'm betting on Minari. I want to cry. <laughs> I want to feel something again. Yeah. I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, listen to ADHD on Wednesday. Listen to the review of the Oscar movies on Friday. Uh, we'll see you then. Later. Bye.
not 